Welcome to a new episode of The Cats Out of the Bag, where today we are going to talk about mood boards and stylescapes and how to like define your brand and uh, your feed and photography style and all of these type of things. We use them all the time. I'm here, of course, with Florentina. She uses them all the time. I use them all the time. And so we're going to talk about how we use them and how you can improve your mood boards to really define the style that you're going for and in terms of brand strategy how you can define your own brand strategy through mood boards right yeah definitely <laughs> so like how do you uh implement mood boards in your uh your work and like your workflow with clients and stuff for me they're super helpful because it helps me understand what my clients actually have in their heads because sometimes they say they want to go for a style and then I ask them to, to show me some examples and I didn't understand what they actually meant because it's one thing to to talk about some things and it's a completely different thing to talk about the visual stuff. Yeah. So for instance, you can say, okay, there's a, a blue cup and I want a blue cup and that's it. But if you're speaking about photography or some things that are more than just objects, then what the fuck am I talking about? <laughs> the fucking blue cup. No, I get it. I mean, if you, uh, if, if you combine, like if you would, okay, to proceed with the example of a blue cup, you would, the photography would look differently if you were, to photograph a blue cup for a party, uh, like a party, uh, fraternity party. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, like a, like a, I don't know, a dumb party or something. Then I don't know. You make a cup for a Scandinavian design brand that is making, like, you know, the cups that you eat, like cups and plates and whatever. I don't know. <laughs> beautiful example <laughs> yeah yeah I don't know it's just about context is what I mean right yeah and it's about the feeling because with photography the best photographs are the ones that actually give you a feeling and they're not just there to show you something they're there to give you a nice feeling or maybe the feeling should not be nice it depends a lot on on the type of photography but then in that case it's much more there's much more to a photograph than just the colors and what's on it. Yeah, or definitely. It. I mean, yeah, it's it's all about like contacts and industry as well, which is also part of my um, like photography as well. There's because there are a lot of brands as well. Uh, for example, like the apparel brands, we're always talking about apparel brands, but it's just a really good example of how they do it is where. Uh, when you're shooting fashion for a sports brand like Nike or something, they will do it a lot differently in terms of photography than, for example, Zara or H&M or Louis Vuitton or something. Well, they might both sell, um, I don't know, leggings clothes. or something. Yeah, they might sell the same type of clothes, but for a different target audience, so... Mood boards, yeah. very important. Yeah, and also sometimes um, mood boards help clients gain clarity on what they actually want because sometimes maybe they want something, but 
after they've done a mood board, they understand they were actually going for something completely different. And I think this is also um, happening in your industry, right, Lisa? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I uh, because I implement mood boards in the way that when I onboard a client, um, I need to kind of visualize the ideas that they have. Sometimes, like some clients come to me and they have already made a mood board. Some of them don't, but I always get them through the strategy sessions first, uh, so I get an idea what they're headed to and what uh, what basically their strategy would look like, um, and then try to kind of translate that into a visual mood board that is always super helpful to also make people realize, at least for me, um, what I'm thinking about and how I kind of take out different things from these strategy sessions and put that, like how I interpret it basically. Um, but then what I do afterwards, uh, after I create a mood board like this and we're aligned and we're going to start the project together, um, there's also, especially in the design community, this is uh, used a lot. It's called a stylescape. And it's basically like a huge panorama uh, image. You could even make it into a collage or something where you take all of these images and it doesn't even have to be just graphic design. It doesn't have to be just photography, just anything like interior design, photography, graphic design, like anything that comes to mind that could be related to your brand, you find images that are related to the strategy that you have in mind and you just put them in the mood board. And then, at, well, it's basically like the, the stylescape mood board. But, and then afterwards you're going to curate. So it's kind of a very uh, refined, but also very broad stylescape in the way that you search images from all kinds of different fields, but you're very refined in the style that you're working with. So if you're planning on having a purple brand, having purple as your brand identity color, then you're just going to use purple elements in your stylescape and you're actually creating a very clear like brand identity through a board like this. So it's kind of, it's different than a mood board, but definitely helpful because at least in my projects, they make everything much more specific have you ever heard of those <laughs> no i just heard about stylescapes for the first time to be honest yeah shame on me <laughs> no i don't think that they're only used in um like uh you know brand strategy and and photography not really but it's mostly used in like broader strategy projects so not really photography themselves but what do you think is important in mood boards uh, that maybe a lot of people are not thinking about when they're making these things? The curation process is very important in my opinion because if you only do like a mood board and you go, I think we should also talk about how because maybe some people are not familiar with like how you do mood boards. Yes. So like for instance like you can use pinterest or even you know maybe some people that don't use pinterest and you can just save them even on on instagram you can save them to collections yeah you can save pictures that you know maybe you want to photo shoot and then you can create a mood board around it with the colors that you would like to have like the backgrounds um it's also super helpful to find poses because this is i think something that photographers and clients struggle a lot with in photography if um if it's portrait photography then poses are 
sometimes you know like you just run out of them <laughs> you yeah. don't know what to do with your hands so uh mood boards are also great to to help us remember certain poses or inspire us to find new poses um and you basically just save maybe 20 25 depends on how much time you want to spend on it um, but the most important part in my opinion is to go and curate them a few days ago when you're a different mood and do the process several times because otherwise you're stuck with just some pictures that you felt like you liked in a moment and that's that yeah exactly. I think it's it's a, a good mood board it's one that has been curated several times over several days maybe even weeks yeah it's actually you yeah. know it's a good point because like right now okay this is gonna sound very like girly and stuff but I'm currently uh making a mood board of uh my hair salon trip in two weeks <laughs> and, no it's a stupid example but it's actually really good because like I see all of these things on Pinterest but if I would go to uh to the hair salon and say to the to the hairdresser like this is what I want and I show them my uh, mood board they would ha still have no fucking clue what to do because <laughs> I've been pinning like all of these different styles and these different colors and stuff and they would still have no idea what to do whereas if I had all of these things pinned and I would just like throughout the like next two weeks or something leading up to that appointment I would just curate uh, everything that is not what I want, then what I want becomes more and more clear. And so the hairdresser will know how to cut my hair or how to dye it or whatever. It's, I mean, it's a stupid example, but no, I No, but I like... think it's a very simplified example, which actually makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, so curating, I think it's a good one. I think it's also important to not, um, because that's what a lot of designers do in their process, is that they are going to create mood boards and then end up being too inspired by them so that they're actually uh, end up copying half their strategy from the mood board that they pinned earlier from other designers, which is, it's not a very no good go. thing, of course. Yeah, it's a no-go. So you have to be also be careful to not be too inspired with your own mood board. You still have to be you know, originally your own thinking and just, you know, go in other directions as well and be open to that. But I think it's a very good um, tool to just visualize not only your brand strategy and not only your photography, but also other parts like your haircuts, your haircuts, for example. Yeah, <laughs> I pin way too much shit. Like I also pin like, I don't know, interior and I don't know. Every, I, I, sometimes I feel like I'm the average Pinterest mom that's like on Pinterest all day pinning recipes and <laughs> pinning interior and stuff. It's not just like graphic design. I also do all of that other shit, but yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but I, I think it's super helpful. And also like whenever I like the first mood board that I do on anything, I just go ahead and pin stuff that I like and I don't question the reason behind it. I just go ahead and like start with one or two criteria. Like for instance, I want green stuff and I want, I don't know. Okay, I start with one criteria, not with two, whatever. <laughs> and then I just go ahead and pin all of that. And the next time I go and then I curate and I unpin everything that 
that doesn't give me joy. What's uh, <laughs> that? Pinning to give you joy. Nice. Yeah, but that, what what's Marie Kondo always saying? Like, if it doesn't not give you joy, but joyful pinning. doesn't create. <laughs> no, but are you are you? Do you know Marie Kondo? No. I mean, I okay. the thing is, I know a lot of people with faces, and like when I see pictures, but don't start with naming me. No, you but think, that's like yeah. the the Asian lady who has a show on Netflix, and she's like when she she cleans houses. That's probably why I don't watch the show. <laughs> she cleans houses is probably why I don't watch it. But yeah, I also yeah. don't watch it. But like basically, she says, you know, if it doesn't give you joy, if it doesn't give you joy, that was it. If it doesn't give you joy, you have to get rid of it. So this is how you should <laughs> go about mood boards as well. It has to give you joy. Oh, this is like this it. woman that um, yeah, goes by hoarders or something. Yeah, that that's the one. Hoarders, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know the show, but I can imagine if that's the quote, yeah. then it's probably a show about hoarders. <laughs> Which actually, I think it's a great example because if you're going to compare hoarding with uh pinterest like pinning curating then it's a pretty good idea so you have to curate your hoarding abilities yeah or Mar marie kondo the shit out of your hoarding <laughs> pinterest mood board <laughs> oh. yeah what i beautiful what actually what is actually also really good is what i do is when you can actually create these groups on pinterest you know these groups and then you create pins within that group so I sometimes like what you could do is actually make like a main board of pins to just have a general clue, like a general idea what, where you want to head it to. And then where you're going more specific, you can make a board of photography, one board on uh, graphic design, one board on interior design if you're opening up a store or something. And then when you have all of these boards next to each other, like how do they align? You could also, if that, that is if you want to be very, very specific and want to go all the way with Pinterest. But it's only a feature that I discovered way later. That's like much later. That's why I'm mentioning it. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. I also use it. I think it's awesome to, to help you keep track of what, like you can sort them afterwards. And for instance, if you're only looking up in my case, uh, maybe um, poses. Then you can just go on poses, and then you can you can only see that. So it it's very helpful. I agree. So like apart from mood boards and stylescapes, I think Pinterest, by the way, is a very good tool as well to use as a business to to attract some um, traffic to your website. It's like non-related to mood boards and stylescapes right now. It's just a tip that I recently got and I see people around me getting really like good value from that. So it's definitely something worth checking out as well. I think Pinterest is probably one of the most underrated platforms right now online there is really. I've been there and done that. I think two years ago, I learned about it in a workshop and I started pinning, but like from my website like randomly five pins a day and within a month I've gotten almost one million views which is insane yeah one million is a lot is insane I was looking at it like couldn't believe my eyes but unfortunately I stopped because I'm lazy <laughs> <laughs> yeah so start pinning 
No penalties. I mean, I think if you do this, then when people actually, because they can click, for instance, you're pinning a picture from your website to a Pinterest board and people are clicking on it and they're coming to your website, then they should have something to buy. Otherwise, you're just getting views. And unless you are selling ads on your website, then it's kind of getting you nowhere. So this is why I stopped because... I mean, no one like pinning from Texas is going to book a photo shoot that's uh, and fly me over there just because they've seen a pin on Pinterest. So, but I guess it can work with other type of businesses. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it makes sense. Uh, but yeah, it has I to think... have a strategy. Yeah, behind but... it. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, but yeah. Nonetheless, I think that mood boards, at least for me, I think they're probably even more fun for me than actually designing because I can create a style super fast um, without putting much like work into it and have a very clear idea of where I want to head to where I want to head to uh, within like half an hour. Like I just pin the shit out of that website and within half an hour I have a very clear um, tone of voice that I want to convey with my clients. So it's a very like low maintenance, low energy input type of tool that is going to get you very far is what I mean. Yeah, I agree. Gaining clarity is one of the most precious things you have, you can get in the business of creatives. So yeah, it's definitely very underrated i would say as a tool and again you can use anything like from pinterest boards you can use instagram you can even use facebook and save stuff you can even screenshot them put them in a folder um there's so many ways to go about it so you don't have to specifically use pinterest i think it helps because it creates a nice overview but you can even print stuff out and pin them to a wall literally look at them every single day, take some out, put some in. It's It depends a lot on your style, but this is like the gist of it. Yeah, exactly. I think also a very good uh, tool that I use for Pinterest is the, uh, because I'm on Chrome, Google Chrome, and there's a Pinterest plugin that allows you to just like pin any visual that you find online, which is, so you can like, uh, whether you are on Facebook or uh, Twitter or anything like that, any image, it just takes it as a pin, like a potential pin. You could just pin it to a board from any website. So you're not just limited to Pinterest alone, which I think is good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I think it would be really cool if the listeners would also uh, share their mood boards with us or after this episode are going to make their own mood boards with their brand and... Uh, you know, if they're thinking of rebranding and these types of things, like send your mood boards to us. And if you want like some opinions about it, or maybe we can share some on our, uh, like the best mood boards on our feed. I think that would be really cool to see what other people are making with their mood boards. Yeah, that's a very cool idea. Yeah. We have opinions. We have a lot of opinions if you want them. <laughs> we won't bite. At least I won't. Maybe Tina will. But... Nor I can nor <laughs> I cannot confirm nor can I deny. <laughs> yeah, makes sense. Yeah, so send us your stuff, and we're gonna check it out and share it. I think it would be really cool. 
Um, but yeah, next time we had a lot of questions regarding the last two episodes that we had about branding and photography. So we're going to record uh, a lot of the answers to questions that you guys had on those episodes. And we are going to post that next week. So if you have any questions, just let us know and we will answer them in one of our future podcasts. Don't forget to give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening. And make sure to check us out on Instagram. We are at the C-O-O-T-B. And yeah, we're happy to have you tune in next week. Yeah. All right. Okay. Bye. Bye.